Letter seventy five of Pamela, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter seventy five. Your joyful correspondent has obtained leave to get everything ready to quit London by Friday next, when your kind brother promises to carry me down to Kent, and allows me to take my charmer with me. There's happiness for you, madam. To see, as I hope I shall see, upon one blessed spot, a dear faithful husband, a beloved child, and a father and mother, whom I so much love and honour. Mr. B. told me this voluntarily this morning at breakfast and then, in the kindest manner, took leave of me, and set out for Bedfordshire. But I should, according to my promise, give you a few particulars of our breakfast conference. I bid Polly withdraw when her master came up to breakfast, and I ran to the door to meet him, and threw myself on my knees. Oh, forgive me, dearest, dear sir, all my boldness of yesterday. My heart was strangely affected, or I could not have acted as I did. But never fear, my dearest Mr. B., that my future conduct shall be different from what it used to be, or that I shall keep up to a spirit, which you hardly thought had place in the heart of your dutiful Pamela, till she was thus severely tried. I have weighed well your conduct, my dear life, raising me to his bosom, and I find an uniformity in it that is surprisingly just. He led me to the tea-table, and sat down close by me. Polly came in. If everything, said he, be here, that your lady wants, you may withdraw, and let Colbrand and Abraham know I shall be with them presently. Nobody shall wait upon me but you, my dear. Polly withdrew. I always loved you, my dearest, added he, and that with a passionate fondness which has not, I dare say, many examples in the married life, but I revere you now, and so great is my reverence for your virtue that I chose to sit up all night to leave you for a few days, until, by disengaging myself from all intercourses that have given you uneasiness, I can convince you that I have rendered myself as worthy as I can be of you upon your own terms. I will account to you for every step I shall take, and will reveal to you every step I have taken, for this I can do, because the lady's honour is untainted, and wicked rumour has treated her worse than she could deserve." I told him that since he had named the lady, I would take the liberty to say I was glad for her own sake to hear that. Changing the subject a little precipitately, as if it gave him pain, he told me, as above, that I might prepare on Friday for Kent, and I parted with him with greater pleasure than ever I did in my life. So necessary sometimes are afflictions, not only to teach one how to subdue one's passions, and to make us in our happiest states know we are still on earth but even when they are overblown, to augment and redouble our joys. I am now giving orders for my journey, and quitting this undelightful town, as it has been, and is, to me. My next will be from Kent, I hope, and I may then have an opportunity to acquaint your ladyship with the particulars, and, if God answers my prayers, the conclusion of the affair, which has given me so much uneasiness. Meantime, I am with the greatest gratitude for the kind share you have taken in my past afflictions, my good lady, your ladyship's most obliged sister and servant. P.B. End of Letter 75